0: Well, hello, and once again, welcome, everyone, to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. I'm your host, Mike Parker, and, uh, hey, oh, man, it, can you believe it? It's November, just like that. It went from March to November, and you never left your house. Can you believe it? Joining us on the other end here is actually a guy who did leave his house uh, tonight. He's joining us from from the Appalachian Brewing Company location in, in Shippensburg, my, uh, My college alma mater, and it is the chief operations officer, the original brewmaster, our good buddy, Artie Tafoya. Artie, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, Mike. How you doing, man?
0: Hanging in there. Hanging in there. We got a... It's been a really dry fall, and um, I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to the news so much, uh, other than flipping channels, but I know that there's some sort of system, some sort of storm or hurricane or something that kind of came up through here... um, as we record that's that's giving us a little bit of soaker across the area so that's a good thing
1: yeah it's pretty wet outside uh but you know we needed some moisture here in central pennsylvania but uh i don't know that we needed a hurricane coming through but you know what we'll
2: take whatever we can get at this point
0: i know anybody who's driven past uh the susquehanna river you know over the past month is basically they're they're commenting you know like oh my gosh i've never seen it this low before around harrisburg Apparently, you know, there's all these rocks and things sticking out of the river, and uh, they actually turned up like some old Indian, you know, like, I don't know what you call them, like scratchings or markings or hieroglyphs or something, but literally from back, you know, a couple hundred years ago or whatever, Native Americans out there on the Susquehanna River around Harrisburg were scratching up rocks and drawing pictures and things, and it's been so low. So, I mean, some, some history was uncovered, and, uh, you know, the Susquehanna is sort of the the lifeblood of of Appalachian Brewing Company country. So I kind of found that little piece of history interesting.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. I know it's I know the the river's been quite low, but you know you always see rocks sticking up there. It, it, I wouldn't want to take a boat on much of that river <laughs> uh, for where the dams are. But uh, I know that uh, you the rocks stick up there a lot, and and uh, that's pretty
2: cool that they they discovered something.
0: Yeah. So in about a hundred more years, somebody's going to be out there, and they're going to see. A rock that I scratch. It says for a good time, call Artie and your phone number's on there. So
1: <laughs> I hope we I hope, I hope get enough water to cover that up.
0: <laughs> we gotta keep that one covered. That could be dangerous. All right. Well, Artie, I wanted to talk to you, you know, a couple of things. Obviously, you know, I mentioned here we are in, in November. Uh unbelievable, really. Uh, you know, and a lot going on in the world right now. We, we I would say we're a nonpartisan podcast. We don't wanna we don't wanna play either side of the fence. Here uh, publicly, but I would venture to say that you know early on here in the month, there's probably going to be some drinking going on, one way or the other. Would you not?
1: Yeah, we assume that uh, there's going to be some people drinking uh, uh, for one side and great drink, people drinking for the other side. So, you know what? You're uh, right. Uh, we are an apolitical brewery. We're an apolitical company, and and what we do is we just uh, try to make sure that everybody has good food and good beer all the time.
0: Nice, nice. So either celebrating or uh, or or a tear in your beer or whatever. Whatever happens, we just want you to know you're welcome at ABC.
1: We're here for you. That's right.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. So I mentioned uh, a minute ago that you know you're joining us from one of the the locations uh, outside of the main headquarters in Harrisburg. You're actually you're actually down the road about 45 minutes uh, in Shippensburg at the the 15 West King Street Brew Pub location. Tell us about the, the ship location, a, a great college town.
1: Yes, yeah, okay. uh, down here uh, visiting, um, trying to get out to locations as much as possible, and uh, get, a, get an opportunity to uh, sit down with our general manager, uh, just sort of see how things are going, make sure they're uh, taking care of all of our customers here in the Shippensburg area, and, and it's just nice to catch up uh, and get down here to visit.
0: It's It's been a weird year, as we always say, as we have been for the past few months, and, you know, uh, but... I like, you know, weird is good in a college town. You know, you want some weird people around because, you know, <laughs> you get you, when, I, when I say that, you, you know, you want some fun people around. Shippensburg's a great, a great party town, a great place to gather with friends, a cool place that if you have a student in your life, whether it's a, a sibling or a friend from high school that's going there or it's your son or daughter that, you, you, you know, you're probably paying for to go there. It's, it's a great gathering place. Is that, is that what you find, you know, down there on King Street?
1: You bet. Uh, you know, we, uh, we were very fortunate to be right here on the square in Shippensburg, uh, you know, uh, right on King Street, downtown, uh, just right in the center of everything here. You know, uh, the uh, university is only a few blocks away, uh, so we get a lot of, uh, lot of uh, not only the students but the teachers uh, professors and um, and also you know just the, we've been very fortunate to have the you know the support of the community here in Shippensburg and uh, we have a lot of friends here we've made a lot of friends here and uh, it's a pleasure to serve them every day. It's nice
0: when your brand gets closer to you. You know people definitely you know like me they grew up in the Harrisburg area and and had ABC uh, you know in downtown Harrisburg was was neat but I, when I get back to Shippensburg. As an alumni, it's really cool to be able to say, "Man, my favorite brand is right there too." So I get to I get to pop in, and it's it's bringing two my favorite things together: my university and like you know catching a football game. I think like me and you did a couple of years ago, and and my favorite beers too. So tell, are you guys brewing beer down there in Shippensburg?
1: No, this is one of our satellite locations, uh, so it's the satellite brewery, uh, more of a tap room for us. Um, that you know the, the recent changes in the law allowed us to open a a, a satellite brew pub that doesn't necessarily have to brew. Uh, uh, But we do bring the beer from all the other locations. So they still have a great selection of beer here, uh, even though uh, there's not an actual brewery on Prince.
0: And it's definitely one of the nicer places. I mean, Shippensburg's got a cool history of, you know, corner bars and you know wing night locations believe me I've made the rounds back in the day <laughs> but the Appalachian Brewing Company there on uh, King Street is is a really great place I can imagine if you're a parent taking your kid out for dinner it's probably their top request for, uh, to, to go there because it's it's one of the finer places in downtown so congratulations on the on the success of that location I enjoy getting there when I when I do get to that part of the Uh, of the area and speaking of it there's you know great beer great food that's part of the experience but you guys have something else going on upstairs tell us about this project that you guys are a part of that's called the uh king west art collaborative
1: yeah um it's something that was brought to us about uh a year ago it's it's been a year in the making and uh we met with some local uh, artists here in in the uh area Um, We had had some input from the college, uh, and uh, we actually received a grant from the Cumberland Valley uh, Tourism Board, and that allowed us to basically rehabilitate the second floor of this building into an art gallery, and it's been just a wonderful uh, project. We had a bunch of really great people. Chelsea uh, really spearheaded the the, uh, project for us and uh, she just did a great job. Uh, The design, the development, everything that she led was was amazing for us. And uh, now you walk in and and you just look at it and go, wow, what a great job uh, we did with with limited resources, uh, but we wanted to make a special place for the people of, of Shippensburg to come and view
2: local art.
0: Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I'm looking at some pictures if you want to check it out. Just uh, go ahead and search on Facebook for the King West Art Collaborative. It's right there at the Appalachian Brewing Company location in Shippensburg. Great spot, something a little bit different that you can't find anywhere else. And once again, the address for that is 15 West King Street in Shippensburg. So uh, looking forward to getting down there and checking out the beers, the food, and some great art going on upstairs too. All right. Well, one thing I do want to talk about, Artie, when we come back after the break, is you know we've had sort of a cool start, uh, make that a warm start to the to the fall season. But things have gotten cooler here as we enter November. And I always seem to find that once the temperature gets from you know warm to cool, for whatever reason, people start drinking beers that are, you know, from light to dark. There's sort of a transition period as we change with the seasons. So we're going to talk about that when we come back, as well as meeting uh, one of the new members of the Appalachian Brewing Company family. The Chief Strategy Officer, Henry Grossman, will be with us when we come back. All right, and we're back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. Mike Parker and Artie Tafoya joining me here once again and talked a little bit about the Shippensburg location there that uh, Artie joins us from today, which is a, a great spot. And uh, look forward to getting down there and, and having a beer with you pretty soon. And, uh, you know, it looks like you're not alone there as you're hanging out. Uh, you've got a new, new member of the uh, ABC family with you. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce Henry Grossman. He's the chief strategy officer for ABC. But already, I'm going to let you tell me a little bit about uh, Henry, since you're sitting there with him. And welcome, Henry. Thanks, Mike.
1: Yeah, not unlike you, Mike. Uh, You know, he was a a big fan of our company. Uh, He he was in the uh, technology sector for many years. Uh, I'd run into Henry at uh, one or more of our locations on a a regular basis. And, you know, we'd sit down and we'd talk and we had a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of good positive conversations about what he was doing and what he was looking to do. And, and, uh, you know, he'd always ask a lot of great questions about ABCs like what well, you know, how are you guys doing? What's happening here? What are you doing there? I've heard about this. I've seen you on social media here. Um, but there were a lot of, a uh, lot of discussions that we had and, you know, over a few beers here and there, but at one point in time, Henry, uh, uh, you know, very successful businessman uh, decided he was going to sell his company, and when he did, he, you know, we, I thought, oh, great! Now I'm going to see Henry all the time because he's available <laughs> full time now to hang out at ABC. And that never happened. I'm just kidding, but uh, uh, I did see Henry a few more times uh, in his retire, his semi-retirement, and uh, we got into a lot of conversations about how he really loved this industry. And like I said, with you, Mike, same thing, remember, uh, a few years ago, Mike, Mike gives me a call and he's like, Hey, I'm looking to do some stuff. What do you, what do you guys got going at ABC? And, and Mike ended up being our director of marketing for, for, uh, a year or two. And, uh, so we're in sort of the same position with Henry. He's, uh, he's coming on board. Uh, you know, we've, we've really slimmed down. Our company's very lean right now. We're very excited to have you, Henry. And, uh, Mike has a few more questions for you, so I'm going to sort of step back and let you guys have a little bit of a conversation yourselves. Actually,
0: I like the way that this is going. We just talk, and then Henry just sits there, and we let people picture what he would say. So, no, I'm kidding. All right, yeah, it's it's time for you to talk. Let's – wait, that's like – it was quite the lead-up in the intro that we gave you there, Henry. How how are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. That was a great intro. uh, (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: nice. All right. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, more about you. Uh, so where, I mean, a local guy, uh, obviously you, you've been here for a while, but, uh, you know, where did you grow up? What do you, what do you,
2: where, where are you from? Um, so I actually uh, grew up a military brat. So I kind of uh, roamed mm-hmm. around the country with my family. I was uh, born in California, lived in upstate New York, and then uh, ultimately um, grew up, you know, through my high school and, and beyond years in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, which is where I met my wife, and um, you know, got married, had a child, and, and so forth. And she is from the uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania area. And I would come back to visit, and I was just uh, basically fell in love with South Central PA. Um, I really did. I'd, I'd, I'd come i come home from our trips, and I all I would do was miss you know sort of plan pre plan our next trip back back east. Hmm. Ultimately, uh, moved here in two thousand and three. Um, so I've been here 17 years now, and, um, yeah, it's, we've, we've made it a real real home and made it a life. So
0: technology industry, I mean, are you, is, does that mean you're a computer geek, or uh, what? Were you, were you, are you a tech guy, are you a code guy, or are you more of a mechanical guy? I don't understand. So tell us yeah. in. No,
2: no uh, I am a tech guy, not a code guy, but the, <laughs> um, I started uh, at the, basically the boom of uh, the IT industry. I started in the mid-'90s. Um, right before the dot-com era, right before uh, the Y2K bugs and, and things like that. So I, uh, I basically started my IT career at the, at the right place at the right time sort of thing, um, and I just ran with it. It came to me very naturally. I've always had sort of a, uh, a natural ability to observe and, and troubleshoot and figure things out very, very easily, um, just sort of being able to identify problems and, and solve them quickly. Um you know, that being said, I you know, had a, a solid 24, 25-year run in IT. Uh, I worked for some of the largest defense contractors in the world. Uh, I've owned small little IT shops where you bring your computer, You know, little grandmas bring their computers in to <laughs> give them fix. Um and then grew that into a successful managed services company. Um, but, all that being said, at the end of the, you know, 24, it was about 24 and a half years. I should have probably stuck it out to make it an even 25, but. <laughs> That's
0: alright. You got to go when you got to go, man.
2: I thought it was time to, uh, you know, step away from it. Um, I had other other aspirations that I wanted to fulfill in my career um, and I figured that was the time to do it.
0: Cool. So. So. We'll we'll see what's to come. I don't know. I, I guess that's between you and Artie exactly how all that experience is going to lend itself to you know the Appalachian brand. We look forward to finding out how how that happens. But let's just talk about in general. What was it about those trips to Gettysburg, those trips to Central PA that you know, somehow you ended up in this in this brew pub and you know you, you just sort of fall in love with the brand and the beer. What drew you to the brand Absolutely. that wants you to. And now at this point in your life saying, you know what, this is this is a great opportunity to be part of this.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I, I, I've always I've always been a customer. I was always a consumer on that side of it, on, on that side of the bar, so to speak. Um, and they were also customers. And ABC was a customer, customer of my previous IT company. Uh, so I got to know Artie and Jack and Sean very well, um, as well as, like, you know, the, some of the general managers, Nate. Um, but really, you know, we, we sort of uh, – I always sort of admired the company from from afar. I always just said, like you know, like wow, they're doing really cool things. They've been around. They they started their brewery sort of at the same time I started my IT career, like right in the boom of the of the craft beer um, industry. Um, you know, all that being said, you know, again, I always had sort of an admiration for the company and, and for these guys, and um, I thought it was a good fit. I'm, I'm I've always been you know naturally able to to sort of grow businesses and um, be able to add value, and um, I figured, you know, it was was time that Ari and I started talking, and we uh, put together a plan, and uh, decided, you know, now's the time to move forward, strengthen strengthen the legs of this company.
0: Awesome. Well, look, again, welcome to the ABC family. Once you're in, you're sort of in, and uh, (laughs) even after you leave, you're still in, you know what I mean? I so, like,
2: <laughs> Artie's
0: like, the he's like sort of the boss for life, you know what I mean? But he's a great guy to be uh, associated with. So anyway, I look forward to meeting you in person sometime over a beer. Right now I'm enjoying a uh, cold Susquehanna stout. So I don't know if you guys have a beverage, but I would like you to get one if possible for our next segment when we come back. Artie, I see, what are you drinking there? i
1: a hop offering, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's our second IPA. Uh, man, it's just... For, uh, for the low, low ABV, it's still got great aroma. It's still got great flavor. Uh, and, uh, it's the type of thing that you can drink, uh, you know, and have a few of them and not, uh, not feel overly buzzed. So it's, uh, it's, it's sort of been my go-to more recently. Uh, you know, again, just a testament to the guys in the brewery. And you, I know you did a podcast with Bruce recently, but they're just killing it, man. He's just, his, his attention to detail and, and just everything he's doing is amazing.
0: Yeah, hearing great things and uh, tasting great things, too. Also, uh, so what about you, Henry? What do you got there? Is that Do I see a Moscow Mule mug there in your
2: hand? Yeah, so it's, a, it's a Moscow Mule mug, but well, I'm, uh, I have a pretty dynamic palate. So I love my IPAs, I love my stats and, and, and everything in between. But uh, what I'm having is actually a Appalachian Craft Spirits bourbon, Um mm-hmm ginger beer and wine so
0: basically a bourbon mule bourbon mule man i just uh i just got from a family member's 30th birthday party this past weekend and the gift was a bottle of appalachian craft spirits bourbon so uh he was very pleased with that and uh someone else brought some bourbon to the party for him too but he, uh, he cracked open the local product first. He was very proud of that. So, listen, when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about beer. As mentioned before, we we're changing seasons. We're officially cold now uh, from, from most parts of Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, as people experience the temperature change, we also tend to transition from lighter beers, like Artie's got that hop offering, to the darker beers, like the Susquehanna stout that's in my pint glass right now. We're gonna talk about that, the reasons, is there anything historical, is it just, Because we're creatures of habits, ingredients, have anything to do with it, we'll find out with Artie and Henry and me, Mike, when we come back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. And we're back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast with our guests this week, Artie Tafoya, And Henry Grossman, already of course, uh, of course, of course, is the uh, chief operations officer and the original brewmaster. And uh, Henry Grossman, uh, a new face to the company, chief strategy officer, joins us. And they're in Shippensburg tonight. Mike Parker here joining you from uh, my home office as I sip on a Susquehanna stout. Uh, You know, okay, so here we go. We uh, we talked about uh, Shippensburg. We talked about Henry, his background and and his new role with ABC. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about beer and it's november and for some people this is this starts to be kind of a i don't know it's 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 the holiday season it's sort of a, a transition from warmer weather into cooler weather you know less leaves on the trees and for some people different styles of beer that they might be trying Artie, do you find that uh, you know when people come into the brew pubs that they're sort of changing over right now from like, you know, lighter colored beers to some of the darker stuff, like a Porter or a Stout?
1: You bet, Mike, uh, you notice uh, you know, right as soon as the weather changes, you know, those lighter beers uh, sort of, uh, the sales play down a little bit, uh, people start moving up, uh, not only in color in many cases, from light to dark, but also in ABD a little bit. They, you know, I'm drinking the hop offering, which is, uh, you know, uh, doesn't, doesn't equate to what we're talking about, but truly moving from a hop offering to that's something that's lower ABV, to uh, one of the beers that we just came out with for Halloween, which is our uh, Apocalypse. It's a Honey Red Amber Ale. Uh, that's like the new, new beer that we have that you see people going to. Uh, you know, you come in out of the cold, although it's a cold beer, they like something that's going to warm them up a little bit uh, along with that. So I think that um, definitely at this time of year, the transition starts moving. All, a lot of our specialty beers start going darker. We start getting into some of the uh, Imperials and and some of the other, you know, Brennan uh, Grizzly, of course, the Spiced Ales, uh, those types of things. So uh, it's pretty exciting to get into this time of year and, and look you know, at the different beers that we can, that our guys can put together. And, uh, you know, we always have something for everybody, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. What about you, Henry? What about, you know, are you a, are you a guy who transitions to, to darker stuff or do you sort of buck the trend? I, I definitely transition. I call it, <laughs> I
2: call it stout season. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I, I, don't know, I don't know specifically why that is. Um, I, I think maybe when it gets a little colder, it gets rainy, it gets snowy, people spend more time. It didn't sort of slow down. Everything kind of slowed down, even with the craziness of the holidays. Um, you're not always on the run with sports and and things of that nature. You know, slow it down. You Have something a little richer. Drink. You might drink a stout a little slower than you would a, a session IPA or a logger. Um, I definitely, I definitely do. I, I do it myself. I partake in that. It's uh, you, there's a lot of stouts flying around our house this time of year.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that you know, if I if you are going to buck the trend with that, and and you you know. One thing we don't have, but not necessarily this year as much, but we normally do. Even even this time of year, if you go to a college campus, like you know, even on the like Shippensburg, but or the bigger places like Penn State that Artie's very familiar with, there there is a lot of tailgating and going on. So that those those lighter beers and things do stick around. They still have their purpose throughout the winter. <laughs> you know, here here's a good question that I have already. People always say this about. Let's just take a famous brand of a stout like Guinness or something because it's, you know, it has that that has that, uh, reputation, uh, you know, for st- all stouts. Oh, stout's the beer that I drink with a fork. You know, they say that. But really, is a, is a darker beer like a stout, is it actually, I guess the word is like viscosity or something, is it actually thicker than like a lighter beer like a, you know, a water gap weed or a mountain lager?
1: That certainly depends on the style, Mike. But the uh, but what we know, what we know from stouts, of course, stouts are actually dry. You know, most stouts like Guinness Stout, or Susquehanna Stout, they're quite dry. And what dry means is 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 usually lacking uh, the mouthfeel because there's uh, dry is less sugar. Uh, dry means uh, a little bit crisper. So you're not going to have that big. You know, you, you, you look at it, and you go, wow, that looks really thick. <laughs> But it's just dark, you know, the, the use of the, of the roasted barley as opposed to maybe the, the black malt, uh, as much of the black malt, that type of thing. But, um, you know, a lot of people, when I train them, uh, our, our staff, we try to train everybody on the on the beers, uh, we sit down with them and we taste a lot of the beers. And they they're always said when we get to the stouts, they're always like... Ooh, that looks thick and i'm like well, <laughs> now close your eyes and think about this now it is espresso roasty so if you don't like espresso you're probably not going to like a stout but if you understand what a stout a nice dry stout is it's it, it actually has it's, it's actually lighter in the the body than most most regular beers and so you know it's just sort of that mindset that you think about when you see that darkness um, one other thing I'd like to point out, Mike, and that is that our barley wine, you know, it's, oh. make a barley wine, and, you know, our system in Harrisburg a pretty big brewing system. So we make a barley wine in there every about three years, and we're getting down to the to the nitty-gritty on our, our, most, rec- on our most recent three-year-ago batch, but that beer just gets better and better and better every month, right, that goes by, and I, I just, you know, I hadn't had it because... Just like you're saying, I was drinking a lot more of light beer over the, the summer, but I just had one. Um, you know, one of my friends mentioned to me. He's like, I was there and I drank a snifter of the, the barley wine and Broad Street barley wine. He's like, that is the best beer I've had in a long time. <laughs> so I, you I, I went in, I met with Bruce and I said, hey guys, let's let's drink the barley wine. Let's see what it tastes like. And I'll tell you what, I was just blown away. That beer just it, it just is is amazing right now and unfortunately you know, we, when you make one we try to let it sit for about six months before we serve it so, so we actually keg it up and put it in and start cold aging it. Um, you know, of course it's in the fermenter a lot longer because of the high ABV but um, it sits there and sits there and sits there and you know it, it just continues to get better. So I, I was real excited. I, I wanted to talk a little bit because now's the time that you want to get it when it's at this point, hmm. as opposed to maybe when it's only, uh, you know, six to eight months old. Nice. Um, it's going to be much hoppier, not quite as, uh, doesn't have quite the the mellowness that it has right now, but if you get in, make sure you try it. all right?
0: Definitely will. Definitely will. And yeah, a snifter is enough for me. I mean, literally, entire families of children have been sponsored by barley wine at, at Appalachian Brewing Company. It is. Uh, it can get the party started, or it can end the party too if you're not if you're not ready. <laughs>
1: Yeah, careful. yeah,
0: I think it's about 13% if I'm correct or something somewhere around there. Maybe
1: yeah, you, you know, the, uh, every batch uh, is a little bit different, but we're usually 11 to 8, 11 8 to 12 five. Yeah, okay. So I
0: was on the upper end there, but right, 11 to 12 for yeah. Still a beautiful beer and uh if you have the chance, Broad Street Barley Wine, one of the one of the classics there, and never disappoints at Appalachian Brewing Company. All right, so here we are. Let's say you know I'm planning my Thanksgiving dinner. Whether or not I'm going to have a super spreader event this year and defy everybody, or if I uh, if I just decide it's going to be me and a uh, you know a, a a McChicken from McDonald's with a little side of gravy on the side. Of, if I'm trying to pair a beer with Thanksgiving dinner, give me some ideas here, Artie. Maybe a growler of something that I can take and share that, that might go good with that that rich, filling holiday flavors that you would have with a traditional meal of like the turkey and the the potato, the mashed potatoes and the cranberry sauce and stuff like that. What's what's something good that I should, should bring that'll please my family and friends at Thanksgiving?
1: Well, Mike, the, uh, the Jolly Scott is one of my favorites for this time of year as well. <laughs> right now no, that's been one of your favorites over the years as well uh it's a beer that we produced since 1997 i believe uh and was a gift from the Groppner family uh originally the recipe was a gift from the Groppner family uh they just wanted to sort of keep that that brewery going they were a local harrisburg family and and uh that's one of my favorites this time of year too especially around the holidays uh you can have that uh, you know Thanksgiving now with turkey you can have it with uh, with everything else the stuffing and 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 um, the Jolly Scott together yeah that, that
2: just, just just call it quits at that point you know
0: also also you know going back to our last topic there but it's actually I'm glad you brought up Jolly Scott because it's actually a really good beer to introduce people yeah cheers you guys cheers and uh, nice. Jolly Scott is a darker colored beer and but yet it's not a it's not a stout and uh or or a porter or anything like that. just it's just made with some darker grain and it's but it has a very uh sweet lightness to it as you're drinking it and, and it's one of those beers that when you're trying to make that point to people oh i don't like to you know i don't go dark beers and i'm saying no 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 try this it's usually one of those that that little bit of roastiness in that in that ale is something that'll get them coming back for another one so i've i've used that before as sort of a gateway beer you know what i mean so it's uh it's a winner all around good good suggestion also the grin and grizzly you know it's uh you know i guess we could we the pumpkin beer phase is sort of that they seem to come out earlier and earlier you know august september and everything now leading in but there might be some pumpkin beers left around that if you you know, come across, something like that. But the Grin and Grizzly has that sort of that, the spices in it already, like a nutmeg, and you know, maybe a little cloviness to it that sort of speaks the holiday language.
1: You bet. Uh, nutmeg, ginger, cinnamon, mm-hmm. um, clove, a little bit of clove in there. Just, uh, you know, and it, it's nice. It's not, you know, if you use too much spice in it, like it, it turns out a little perfumey. I get this. Yeah. Like, a smell from it, but you know the guys have dialed it in, and they've got it. Uh, they've got it to where they use uh, just the right amount and the right way. Because you can use the spice so many different ways. You can add it into the into the boil. You can uh, steep a sack of spices in the in the whirlpool. Uh, you can um, you, know, you can add it right into fermentation if you want to get some different flavors in there. You know when the esters are being Formed those types of things, so uh, our guys have uh, developed us a, a really nice style for that, and um, I'm looking forward to it this year. All
0: right, Henry, what are you doing, man? How's that uh bourbon mule treating you?
1: Mm-hmm. Treating me well. <laughs>
0: nice. So, uh, I guess that uh, you, you know, let's t- let's talk about you know, maybe some some holiday gift giving. You said you're a family man, do you have any kids on the list uh, to, 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 to buy for this year?
2: I do. I do. I have, uh, my oldest is a, she's, she'll be 18 in a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, she's a senior in high school. She'll be heading off to college here shortly. And then I actually have uh, twin 12 year old boys. Wow. Um, so yeah, they keep us busy, but yeah, there's always gifts to buy. They've, they've changed over the years, which I'm, I'm, uh, personally a fan of. I'm glad I'm not buying squeaky little toys and things <laughs> with toys that make noise in the middle of the night and, <laughs> Past that, now uh, you know. Now they want sports equipment, and electronics, and cell phones, and
0: things like that. Yeah, I was happy when I could officially condemn the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. You know, like when I could put the sign on the door and say, uh, "Officially shut down here." You know, and, and that, and the, some of these other cartoons. And oh my gosh, you know, the kids are so much fun now. I've got I got a nine year old and, and an eleven year old daughter and a, and a nine year old son. Artie tells me all the time, blink and they will be, you know, 20 and everything. And I I, I believe him. But um, if if we're looking for gift giving for, you know, the 21 plus crowd, you've got a few items there already, right? Maybe get some of those early items off the list. You
1: bet. Uh, you know, we have the uh, the gift card sale. We always do that the first couple of weeks of December. Uh, you know, it's sort of our way of giving back a little bit to our consumers and our, our uh, people who support our business. Uh, they, they get, uh, you buy a hundred and you get 20 for free, uh, in gift cards. And that's pretty cool. You can sort of break it down any way you want. So if you decide you want to do a uh, five, $20 gift cards, we can do that for you. And then you can give the, the gift cards away as presents. If you want to do that or however you decide to do it, that's great. If you want to use them and then just make that new way of paying when you come in, you can do that. <laughs> right. Free. Um, you know, uh, Anytime you're, uh, with, especially this time of year, if you're at a grocery store, you'll see our, our birch beer, ginger beer, and root beer uh, in the store. So that's always something good to pick up and have uh, at home in case, you're, you know, you have some friends and family over. Maybe they're not going to have a drink uh, for whatever reason. Hey, that's a great alternative for them. Uh, you know, or if they are going to have a drink, of course, the ginger beer, like, like with henry here uh it's always a good mixer as well so uh, you know that that's a great thing and and uh, coming up in december uh for the holidays uh you i it's our we have our fingers crossed but we think you're going to have uh our craft spirits in all the uh, well not in all the pennsylvania state stores but a selection of pennsylvania state stores here starting up in early december so you'll be able to go out and um, get a a bottle of uh, your favorite ABC spirit, whether it be our rum, our vodka, um, our gin, or our bourbon—the five-year bourbon that, that Henry's drinking right now.
0: Gift cards, growlers, a six-pack, a T-shirt—you uh, know—a pint glass. Anything, anything that sort of is a way to share your love of Appalachian Brewing Company. It's a way to sort of take it along with you, introduce it to new friends and family. You know the. the I I think the gift card idea is is perfect for a lot of people because you just don't know exactly what they want, but you know that they'll find something. So um, and uh, even going back to that, you can kind of make yourself a superstar when you show up at a party with like adults and you bring a six pack or a growler of beer. But there's also kids there, and you and you bring like a six pack of root beer. I can tell you, usually what's what's gone first is the kids will commandeer the root beer pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so they you, they tend to make repeat customers too. So uh, that's that's actually a good strategy around the holidays. All right. Well, you guys, it's been it's been a lot of fun talking to you. I'm I'm glad I got to, a little bit of uh, insight into the Shippensburg location. Um, been great to meet you, Henry Grossman, the chief strategy officer. Um, I'll be looking for your business your official business card and. Uh, uh, you know, I guess you'll be handing that around town pretty soon, and we'll figure out exactly—I'm sure—great things await with the with Henry and, and Appalachian Brewing Company. Artie, as always, we appreciate everything you do, and you know what? We stay positive, uh, raise a glass, have a meal with family and friends, remember what's important. So, to you, gentlemen, as we depart to the the listeners, we say thank you, and to you, I say cheers. We'll see you next time. Cheers from the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast.